Elliot, did you see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom has already made over $700 million at the box office? Oh, good for them, but I'm not going to go see it. Why not? Seriously, have you seen the trailer? I mean, what made them think after our childhoods were scarred by what happened to Littlefoot's mom in Land Before Time that we'd all want to see that again? The worst idea in the long, sad history of bad ideas. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. Geek Counter Geek with Keith Conrad and Elliot Serrano. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Well, maybe it's one of those other shows, like Outer Limits. Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know me? Geek Counter Geek 122. I'm Keith Conrad, joined as always by Elliot Serrano. You can follow me at Keith R. Conrad. You can follow Elliot at Elliot Serrano at Geek Counter Geek, Facebook.com slash Geek Counter Geek. We were very clever when we uh, got the Facebook page and the, t- and the Twitter. Uh, also, email us if you have any hot takes uh, at uh, um, uh, Geek Counter Geek at gmail.com. Uh, Elliot, uh, what, what do you think uh, scarred more uh, young children's uh, lives, uh, the land before time or the scene where the horse dies in uh, The NeverEnding Story? Oh, my God. That's another one, too. I mean, I remember when I first saw The NeverEnding Story and that whole scene with Artax and the kids trying to get the horse through the mud. And I'm like, and I, I was, this is me as a kid going, no way, no, no way the, the, the horse is going to die. No way. This is a kid's movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, needless to say, um, I, I remember... There, you know, people, nerds talk about how movies today have ruined their childhoods, you know, like sequels and such. I'm sorry. Our childhoods came with plenty of stuff to ruin it and fill us with trauma. So, you know, George, George Lucas uh, did not do any of that. Yeah. I mean, he's the last one to the party, really. Yeah. And he's like just trying to do nice stuff for us, you know, so. Yeah. Try, trying to do nice stuff for us and look how we repay him. We repay him by by shaming him and making him sell his empire. So, and I'm <laughs> complaining about that too. <laughs> but by the way, uh, you know, so it seems like uh, you know there's been a couple of stories floating around, uh, you know, about uh, Kathleen Kennedy uh, getting the axe because uh, you know Star Wars is all off the rails. Um, why why is it J.J. Abrams getting any of the flack on this? Because you know if, if people don't like it, he's he's kind of the kind of the main story guy she just she just makes sure there's warm bodies everywhere uh, uh, there are two possible reasons and i'm gonna first go with uh, okay i'm gonna go with the logical one kathleen kennedy is the one who's out there She's the face of, the, of of Lucasfilm. She's out there. By the way, I think all the stuff about her getting the axe or these rumors about that is is overblown malarkey. I don't believe any of it. I'm sorry. Lucasfilm and Star Wars is earning Disney, you know, close to one to two billion dollars a year in movies and for, and and licensing and merchandising. So. 
I don't think Disney's really worried about it. They're not going, oh, this cash cow is this, this cash cow is pooping out to mix <laughs> analogies. It's pooping out a d- dozen golden eggs, you know, every other, you know, every other day. So well, well, as you as concerned. you pointed out, uh, as you pointed out, or, or really mm-hmm. you pointed out that Ron Howard pointed out. Uh, you know, he's no slouch himself, and this, you know, Solo was his highest grossing movie. So yeah, I, there's really yeah. not that much to complain about. You know, they're, they're kind of, hey, every movie isn't going to make, uh, you know, $2 billion. And, uh, you know, they, they also, they, they went from coming out with a, you know, a couple Star Wars movies every decade to churning out one uh, every year. And really, between The Last Jedi and, uh, and Solo, it was only six months. So, you know, they're still feeling their way out a little bit. They'll, they'll figure it out. Yeah, and Solo's only made like three hundred million. I mean, oh my goodness! So, oh, I mean, why even show up for that? Three hundred million? Really? I mean, come on! Right? You're like, yeah, about two ninety, something like that. But all I'm saying is, this, so there's that. So this, all this stuff about um, the Star Wars movies not going anywhere, it's really overblown baloney. Um, but then, then the other hand, I'm, I'm sorry, there is a level of sexism involved here. And, and, and knowing that Kathleen Kennedy is probably one of the most visible female heads of a studio, okay? Mm-hmm. You're just going to get some guys, you know, taking shots at her. The, the kind of shots that you're not going to see that, J, that, that other guys, although, mind you, J.J. Abrams gets his share of grief too um you know and we all talk about well why you know jj abrams after the force awakens came out it wasn't like that movie was universally loved i mean how many times did people complain oh it's just a retread of a new hope and blah 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 i right. mean i i uh, i mean i mind you the more i see the force awakens the more i enjoy it if I'm going to hold anything over J.J. Abrams' head, it's the really unsatisfying end to the Alias franchise that he created with Jennifer Garner. And don't even get me started on Lost. So I, I was know. about to say, I, I hope we're you know speaking of you know like Artax and mm-hmm. uh, and the Land Before Time, I really don't want to open that wound. Yeah, and then add to that that now J.J. Abrams is going to be doing episode nine to essentially close out the Skywalker saga. Uh, I don't know. I'm starting to want, I'm starting to worry. What? <laughs> what? Not, he's not great at ending stories. <laughs> and I will say that it seems like, you know, and maybe somebody who was watching Empire Strikes Back when that came out, maybe they'd feel the same way that I do right now. But it feels like, like, I I am interested to see where they're, where they're going next with it. But it seems like there's just so much to, to do before you'd have any sort of a complete story. I'm not sure they can do it in one movie. No, there's not going to be a complete story. If anything, it's going to be very open-ended because, of course, um, Disney is going to want Star Wars to be a story that's continually being told. Because, yes, Ryan Johnson is going to have his his series of movies, the Game of Thrones dudes, D.B. Weiss, and, and uh, the other dude. Man, I almost... Well, I last almost week, you didn't know any of them, so, you right, know. Right, so for once, I remembered at least one of them them 
<laughs> they're going to do their bits and, and they're going to want to continue to keep, you know, keep the Star Wars universe or galaxy expanding, which is all fine and dandy. And I think, you know, we, we've gotten to this point now where Star Wars is not just about the Skywalker family. I mean, maybe that was it originally in the original films, um, but it's expanded more and more. And we knew that when J.J. Um, Abrams first came on board um, to produce, um, he was, you know, uh, he worked on The Force Awakens and was supposed to be producing things. And he announced it from the get go. That was Star Wars. He wanted to explore all these different venues. It wasn't just going to be movies. It was going to be television. It was going to be books. It was going to be comics. It was going to be interactive experiences on the Internet. It was going to be video games. There's going to be, you know, things that happen in theme parks. That's what Disney wanted to do. And hey, and they're doing it. So, um, you know, uh, overblown. Anyone saying that that Star Wars is tanking or not making money, they do not know what they're talking about. And and yeah, J- K- Kathleen Kennedy, I'm pretty sure she's going to lose that. She's going to step down from that job. She's never going to lose it. She's going to keep it for, for as long as she wants it. J.J. Abrams is is going to be there. He's going to be the guy that, you know... Well, you know, it's like we have sort of like an M. Night Shyamalan a relationship with him. You know? <laughs> it's like, we love him when he's great. We we, we we talk about how much we hate him when he when he lets us down, you know? And people forget, you know, J.J., he's, he's been hit and miss, too. So he's gotten a sure criticism. Yeah, but he's batting, like, he's batting at least 500, so give the guy a break. I'll give J.J. Abrams like 650. 650. See, see, there we yeah. go. And, and by, and by the way, if if yeah, I ever make a all the CV stuff, but yeah, yeah, if I ever make a a movie and it makes uh, two hundred seventy five million dollars as uh, Solo did, I'm going to be happy with that. Yeah, and the only problem with that was that it it, it burned that much in production costs alone. Well, yeah, because so. they basically had to make two movies two movies so you know but beyond that you know and if anything that's kind of if you're going to criticize Kathleen Kennedy it would have been for that giving these guys who weren't all that proven the the keys to the big franchise and then of course everyone talks about not only with um, the solo directors um, but also with Colin Trevorrow and and them firing him uh, before he could ever get episode 9 underway and you know I don't know um Hey, you know what? When you're the head of of a of a studio that generates again billions of dollars, you're going to get uh, grief, and you know what? You're going to make mistakes. You're not you're not going to hit it out of the park either every time. And there are going to be times you think, oh, this guy can do the job, and you find out that they can't. If anything, um, what what uh, Kathleen Kennedy's. Uh, what I think is probably the, the, the glaring thing, and I know Lucasfilm is trying to address this, is that they don't have enough minorities and women, um, you know, working on these films, directing the films, writing the films, and so on. And I, though, from what I understand, Lucasfilm is doing a lot in getting folks, women and people of color, dev- uh, working on the production side and getting them working behind the scenes, and hopefully we'll get them, you know, directing the films and so on. Yeah, I mean, you're still in a position where, uh, you know, there's a there's a limited number of Star Wars movies that have been made. So, I, you know, I I think, uh, you know, it's it's sort of tough to, to look at that and, and criticize it too much. But when you when you look at what they're doing in the future, you know, they're probably on the right track. Oh, you just wait until the Indiana Jones start, stuff starts getting going. 
You know? <laughs> they've, they've already pushed back the release date for Indy 5. You know, Variety announced that they're not going to make that July 20 date, that they're July yeah. 19th, 2020 date. And there's, it's just like they can't, I guess they can't agree on the script or they can't get the script going. Uh, David Kep's not on it anymore. Uh, uh, Lawrence Kasdan, I guess, was supposed to be working on it with his son, Jonathan, who did Solo. But you talk to, you know, uh, Jonathan Kasdan is on Twitter, you know, being kind of funny about it. He's not confirming that he's really working on Indy 5. And so there's all that weird stuff going on. And you're like, okay, well, I mean, this is, I'm going to make my prediction right now indy 5 as we thought it would be is not going to get made I, I think crystal skull was probably the last harrison ford indiana jones movie we've seen um the next indie movie will be recast that's my prediction uh, do you think harrison ford will be in it at, at all and it'll be you know it'll they'll you know, either it'll be passing the torch to somebody else, or there's a young indie, or or what? I'm I'm guessing because uh, Spielberg has already come out and said that he said one that Indy Five would be Harrison Ford's last Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, but he but he also said that there would be more Indiana Jones movies. So my guess is they'll recast the movie and go like up and down the timeline, probably do like indie like during World War Two and so on or indie in the 19, you know, before Raiders or stuff like that. Yeah. Indie, you could do anything with that character. Um, you recast it and then you're essentially what they're going to do with Indiana Jones is he's going to be their James Bond. And that no. was that was the idea at the beginning. So it took them a lot longer to get to five movies than they probably thought at the beginning. But that's <laughs> what they were planning yeah. on doing anyway. True, true. But we were all married to the idea that Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones and also that Steven Spielberg has to be the one who directs these movies. Um, so, you know, you know, it's going to be someone else watch. They're going to recast Indiana Jones and who's going to direct it. J.J. Abrams. <laughs> and there's another franchise he'll, he'll have to start up again. You know, guys, you heard it here first. And there, there will be a first. There'll be a time travel story where, where the real, you know, Harrison Ford comes back and meets his younger self. And and, you know, somehow a, a black hole destroys Vulcan. And it, it's, it's going to be a mess. And, and don't forget the. Um, uh, don't forget how he goes back. The, his younger version is coming into the future to kill him. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's it's you know. literally called Indiana, Indiana Jones and the Grandfather Paradox. Yeah, or the Loop, the Looper. <laughs> <laughs> so just get Ryan Johnson to do it. <laughs> so so you mentioned uh, Colin Trevorrow, who is uh, you know obviously not going to be doing uh, episode nine as was uh, once previously planned. Uh, he says that he wants uh, Laura Dern and Sam Neill to return uh, to uh, Jurassic World for, you know, the the inevitable third Jurassic World movie. And uh, I know uh, I, I think the last thing that Sam Neill had said was that uh, after what, he, what he, the character had been through uh, in the first Jurassic Park movie and then Jurassic Park three, which was a thing people forget that that did actually happen. Which I actually, that was, I, I know I'm in the minority. You're, I know you're like you love you really like Ghostbusters too, right? 
right? Yeah. I I I liked uh, Jurassic Park three. In fact, I like Jurassic Park three more than the second, the Jurassic Park, uh, uh, the uh, yeah, Jurassic Park: The Lost World. Uh, if I were ranking the original uh, Jurassic Park movies, I would put three at the end, but. I didn't hate it at all. It, you know, I didn't have the raw, seething hatred of it that a lot of people did. I, th- I thought it was a decent enough movie. I mean, it survived. Um, 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 you know, well, I had yet William H Macy in it. Yeah, that's always going to be good. You know, and um, I just, you know, I just enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun film, and I always, I've always been a Dr. Alan Grant fan. Oh yeah. Um, of of course, the sad thing being that that was originally Harrison Ford's role that he turned down and um, that would have been yet another franchise that Harrison Ford I, th- I think could have that been. would have been a, a very different character had Harrison Ford done it Oh way different no yeah. you're right way different but but um but still you know to think that that Harrison Ford turned down a blockbuster franchise like Jurassic Park and then after that went looking for something and then ended up at Patriot Games which I guess kind of annoyed him to the point where he said two movies and I'm out, you know, the Jack Ryan movies, (laughs) you know, I'm done. So, (laughs) Uh, you know, but uh, so, so Sam Neill, as far as I know, the last thing he said about it was that after, uh, after what happened to his character in the original Jurassic Park and Jurassic Park three, that uh, Alan Grant would have either become a, an accountant or killed himself. (laughs) because it it was you know you kind of don't think about that with you know sci-fi movies but yeah that'd be a pretty disturbing uh, thing to go through and and to literally go through it twice yeah i I will give sam neil this i mean let's be honest Uh, an actor's not going to turn down work Uh, no especially you know sam neil's probably not in a place where he's turning down anything yeah, and he's been doing a lot of stuff though. He, you know, he's been everywhere, so it's not like it's not like he's hurting for work. Um, but at the same time, that just makes me think that nobody's calling him. It could be, you know? yeah. If he and says, I'm if guessing, he says yes, yeah. oh, you know, he's like, I'm sure he's, he, I'm sure if they call him, he's going to do it. Uh, although I will, this is my prediction. I will predict this. You will see Laura Dern in Jurassic World uh, 3, but not necessarily Sam Neill. I could see that, yeah. Um, you know. and, and she she only went to the island uh, once, so, you know. Yeah, she didn't go back in the third one. And, and she, she was just a... She's a phone call of the third one. Yeah, that, that was you know. that was all. So, yeah, I, I could see that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know it'll make uh, it'll make seven hundred million dollars, and, uh, and, and everybody people, people will say Kathleen Kennedy should still lose her job. Right. So <laughs> somehow somehow that'll that'll come up again. But uh, you know one peop- one group of people who shouldn't lose their job are the the fine people at Tweaked Audio. Oh no, because uh, over at tweakedaudio.com, they've got headphones and accessories with key features like eight colors and styles. Um, you have mic'd and non-mic'd versions. Uh, these f- um, 
audio accessories are designed to sound great for music and talk. So you can use them um, for co-op gaming to answer phone calls, uh, to just listen to music on your MP3 player or your phone. They have a noise reducing design and a lifetime warranty. And here's the thing. If you go to tweakedaudio.com and use the discount code GCG at checkout, you're going to get 33% off your total purchase price and free worldwide shipping. So get this, GCG at checkout, you're going to get 33 whopping percent off and add to that free worldwide shipping. That is a deal and the code is not case sensitive. And of course, once you get these uh, headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio, you'll want to listen to all of the latest podcasts on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, including uh, our friend the Dishing Bitches, and uh, and uh, also uh, Minutia Men, and uh, there's also uh, Rick Kempfer's uh, new uh, soccer podcast, Free Kicks. Which, I mean, what do you have to talk about in a soccer podcast right now? I mean, well, I, no, I mean, it's I mean really poor timing on his part. Yeah, really. And um, I, I'm, I'm assuming that his um, his podcast is a whole lot of like nothing, nothing, nothing. And then the last 15 minutes, it all goes to penalty kicks. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, I, I mentioned the dishing bitches. I, I know you, you probably uh, have plenty to say about them. They're not talking to me. Oh, they're not. So. Oh, OK. No, they're not. Well, you and me both. So I'm not. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, Caffeinated Comics. Uh, yeah, Caffeinated Comics. Uh, also, I, I imagine he probably has a, a hot take or two about uh, Jurassic World. He's also not talking to me. Oh, OK. Well, in the most recent one, which posted last week, they, they actually do talk about Jurassic World. So, so yeah, he does have a hot take on, on Jurassic World. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh I, I'm talking to you, if that makes you feel better. Do you want the truth or something that's going to make you feel good? <sighs> Moving on. Uh, speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, franchises now being milked for everything they're worth, uh, CBS announced that they've uh, signed a, a big deal with uh, Alex Kurtzman, and he's, uh, it's, a, it's a five-year deal, and he's going to develop as many as uh, four Star Trek shows. And it, and it doesn't sound like, you know, like... It sounds like all four of them may happen because they're t- one of the things they're uh, talking about is an animated series. So uh, I'm not sure. Nobody knows what that would actually be. But there, ha- there have been Star Trek animated series before. Uh, I, I've heard a couple theories thrown out there that maybe the original se- or the uh, the next generation cast comes back because then they can you know be ageless. That would make sense. Um. I, I wouldn't think you'd make a Star Trek series that would necessarily be overtly aimed at a younger audience. And uh, you can do cartoons that are aimed at adults now. They've made plenty of them. Well, I mean, uh, here's my thing about Kurtzman. And I've talked about this ad nauseum on on, on this podcast. Between Kurtzman and or- Orky, Orsi, all right? These guys took the Transformers franchise. They ran it into the ground. All right. Well, they only did the first two, didn't they? Yeah. I'm sorry. They 
and there are producers on everything. And I'm sorry, but everyone talks about Michael Bay. All right, Michael Bay being the Michael Bay only brought us the the the, the, the Flash and the Boom, but the plots and the stories came from these guys. All right. Yeah. Add to that, add to that, that Kurtzman, remember, he was supposed to do um, Star Trek, uh, the, the, the last uh, Star Trek film, um, Star Trek Beyond. Star Trek Beyond, yeah. And he got kind of fired from that. Yeah, and that was before it was cool to be a director that got fired from a sci-fi movie. <laughs> Right. So it's like, what? I mean, is it is is Kurtzman being brought on board because he's just that good? Or is it because everybody around him was just so flaky and out of control that they went all, you know, it's kind of like, you know, you got the boyfriend or the girlfriend who's like, you know, they're, they're not the greatest person you've ever gone out with, but they're, they're you know. They're not going to burn your house down. So you're like, okay, you know, they're not going to go crazy on me and, 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 and like start torching my car. So I'm going to stay with them. <laughs> Whereas, okay. you know, you know, somebody else kind of, cause I mean, the stories I heard about the showrunners on discovery was like that. It, it, it was like, you've got to be kidding me. You've right. got to be kidding me. That, that that if that stuff was even half true, it's amazing that the show got produced like it did. Uh yeah. So imagine what'll happen when there's far less drama next year, right? Or w- will it be a situation where because there's no drama, uh, you know, it, it's it's just going to completely fall flat? Well, again, now you've lost everyone that was in the Fuller Tree. I mean, a lot of the right. stuff that was happening in that first season, these were all ideas and concepts introduced for Brian Fuller. Okay. By season two, all that stuff's going to be gone. Now it's going to be just Kurtzman. Right. So it's going to be him. And, oh, God, Akiva Gold, uh, Goldsman. I, I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid this is the guy who hey, did, hey, hey, who you, did you, Batman, did Batman Beyond and Batman and Robin and the last Lost in Space movie. Oh, dear God. Okay. Uh, but, but then in fairness, you, you didn't think uh, Star Trek Discovery was going anywhere. So, you know, you, you never know. But I mean, again, it's it was just a case of. It, it, I, I had the, I had my Brian Fuller fix, right? I mean, right. I thought, okay, Brian Fuller's from Fall. Man, we've been. Oh, I mean, it, it was it was a dream come true that Brian Fuller was going to get to do a Star Trek series. He wanted right. to do it. We wanted him to do it. It was great. Uh, but I'm sorry, the, the, the names Alex Kurtzman and, and Akiva Goldsman don't don't really instill faith in me. I'm back to square one on the show, man. <laughs> <laughs> After all that work, that roller coaster ride that was season one, we're back at square one. Back to square one. Wow. So, so yeah, I mean, okay, you know, I guess, uh, I, you know, I've been proven wrong before. I guess I can be proven wrong again. I'm just going to play the wait and see game. Uh, one of the things that has been thrown out there, in addition to the, uh, the, the animated series, uh, you know, as, as you might remember a few weeks ago, uh, uh, um, Patrick Stewart dropped a couple of hints. He said, uh, you know, that he hadn't seen Discovery, but that maybe soon he was going to have a reason to catch up. And uh, then it was announced that, uh, well, it's been kind of rumored. It hasn't been announced 
that uh, he's in talks to play Jean-Luc Picard in one of these things. Yeah, but I mean, I'm guessing it's... I mean, I mean, it was all... I love Patrick Stewart and the idea of him being Jean-Luc Picard again, revisiting that character. I, 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 love, I love that idea. But how do you reconcile the past? I mean, I guess unless it's time travel again. Well, you know, I, I don't think they're talking about him being in discovery. They're talking about him being in his own show. Like uh, the, the idea that I've, I've seen thrown out there by uh, more than one person is that uh, uh, because uh, apparently one of the rumored plot devices was going to be that it was going to be a series that uh, that took place at Starfleet Academy and that he was going to be running Starfleet Academy. All right. You know, I, I guess, you know, you want to have him do that bit again. So he'll be doing like um, he'll be like the Professor Xavier of Starfleet. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would I, I'd be on board to see that. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Well, we know that he goes from the Enterprise prize to becoming an admiral in starfleet right so there's all that stuff in there i mean you could have him uh, you know uh, the in that role you know moving up through the ranks of starfleet he's no, no longer necessarily a captain in starfleet and he's mentoring you know some young captain or he, he's he's an admiral sitting at home and uh, dr crusher's telling him you know you're, you're bored you need to be out there hopping galaxies all right they've already done that They've done, yeah. But but hey, but then you could, you know, have a great, like, you can just then start that arc again. You have your first movie that's kind of long and cerebral and a bit plodding, but people like it because they long for it. Then the second one will be the rip-roaring adventure. And then the third one will be the one that's too heavy on comedy. And then the fourth one, or no, on, or on like on a strange plot, the fourth one will be really heavy on comedy the fifth one um, um, Patrick Stewart can direct himself and they'll cut his budget where he really can't do half the things he wants and then the very last one will be like the director of the second one like I say Jonathan Frakes does it so that um, they can just wrap it all up mm-hmm. and say we're never doing this again right yeah I, <laughs> you know history doesn't repeat it rhymes right it rhymes yeah it's 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 like a poem uh, the it what? just repeats the the one plot uh, that they so so I mean let let's just you know put our cards out there I'm on board with uh, with with Patrick Stewart being back as Jean Luc Picard no matter what they want to do with it I'll watch it. Um, I'd like to see an animated series with uh, like uh, in the style of the classic series where they do like they get the next generation cast back together again and and, and do something fun. I, I want know, it, but I don't want them to go overboard with the animation. I want it, I want the animation to look like Archer. Like, like <laughs> I want yeah. that kind of sort, sort of half retro uh, animation. That's almost how the classic series animation was too. Yeah. You know, when you think about it, um, um, uh, and then because I mean, if, if there's anything that Star Trek is not doing um, in regards to its I, you know, intellectual property, is that they're certainly not um, taking advantage of it. Like again, like a Disney Lucasfilm to have done with Star Wars. I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, there aren't any animated series um, there. I, I can't even remember the last Star Trek video game I've seen. Oh, yeah, that's been a while. Um, yeah. 
from. Is there a Star Trek park anywhere? You know, uh, no, there certainly isn't. Although I think uh, I think Paramount was was kind of toying around with the idea of you know leasing out uh, the the intellectual property to like Universal to you know put something on in their theme park, but it never happened. No, but you would think Universal's going to need it because they lost uh, Marvel superhero land oh, yeah, to Disney. Yeah. Um, although I think that that land turned into something else, you know, they, and they've got Harry Potter. Um, oh, they're going to be milking Harry Potter for a for a long time. For a long time. So Star Trek, there's a lot that can be done there as far as um, um, giving folks new content or new ways to experience that content. Uh, I, I just don't know um, if they they really want to do all that, you know? Yeah. I mean. Well, yeah, I. I um, you know, obviously they're they're kicking around some ideas. CBS likes making money, so if if they uh, if they think they can come up with a with a decent idea, obviously they'll they'll do it. Now the the last uh, thing was apparently uh, apparently as part of this deal, it's, it's rumored that uh, they would do a short run series, like a standalone series that would actually deal in some way with Khan, uh, which um, I'm not sure how everybody's going to feel about about dipping into that well again but uh, they might be pretty happy about it and i forget in in our 121 previous episodes did i ever tell my uh, idea of how you uh, tell the con story no i'm i'm intrigued uh so you know obviously the the sort of like preboot of the the planet of the apes franchise did really well where it kind of you know it obviously started off in the in the present day and I was thinking, you know, if you if you did Khan, so the the eugenics wars they wouldn't be that long after, um, you know, that far in the future. It would be like twenty to thirty years, right? I think it was supposed to be in the twenty fifties the last time they they updated it. Because uh, right. first contact is in twenty sixty three, and they said it was like ten years after. So it's in the twenty fifties, right? So that's not okay. that far away. So I think you could do like a, a I, I don't want to say gritty reboot, but you could actually do something that would be very similar to the the you know the Planet of the Apes, um, the uh, the first one is it uh, Rise of the Planet of the Apes where uh, they were testing the Alzheimer's drug and and everything like that. You could do a story that's that's mostly present day, telling the story of like the creation of Khan and all the all the augmented uh, people. And then, you know, their eventual, you know, revolution trying to overthrow, you know, all the governments and eventually World War Three. I think you could do that and you'd you do it in a, in a way that would hook a lot of people who aren't necessarily into Star Trek because it would be mostly present day stuff. No, I get it. So essentially it would be the Alex Jones story. Exactly. Right. <laughs> well, I so uh, is it wait is it the Benedict Cumberbatch con or the Ricardo Montalban con? Uh I, I still don't get that one. By by the way, did we ever? I, we we've talked about how I the the uh, the brilliant idea I came up with for how you could have fixed uh, that story really easily, right? No. Well, let's just throw all of my my ideas out there because you know you know they're listening. 
they're listening and they're going to take these ideas well, and actually, you know, Alex Kurtzman's going to be like, you know, and, and, hey, I saved the franchise and it was really you. Well, well no, I, I uh, no, no, that that dog's that, that's already that horse is already out of the barn with uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. <laughs> I'm talking about when they were writing it, how they could have made it actually all make sense. Is, right. um, so you, 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 you've decided you've made the decision. You want the fan service of having you know, referencing Khan in this movie, but you really want Benedict Cumberbatch to play him. So you're in an alternate universe. So you just say that when they found the Botany Bay, they didn't wake up Khan. They woke up the first officer who was the British guy who overthrew the, the monarchy during the revolution, you know, the eugenics wars. How difficult is that? Then he's an augmented person. So he's like, he's a, you know, Superman like Khan. He's crazy like Khan. But he's British, so it's a, it's a it's a different guy. Why is he calling himself Khan, though? No, he wouldn't be. You know, his name would be John Harrison. Oh, okay. So, so, so I'm saying, really- yeah, I, I'm, I'm. It's not, it's not Khan. It's his British first officer. They just happened to have woken him up instead of Khan. No. Like how All how right. difficult is that? Then you have the the, the fan service. You're referencing Khan, but it makes a little bit more sense than him suddenly becoming British. I get it. So, in other words, um, he would have been woken up by someone from the Trump administration. No, he would have been woken up by Alex Jones. <laughs> is, it, is it Star Trek? Or, yeah, I guess. You know, Alex Jones says that the Democrats are going to start a civil war on July 4th. Yeah, yeah. And, and then uh, the, the thing I kept seeing all of my uh, all my my Democrat friends uh, posting was I, I didn't get the memo. What, where, where did this come from? All I know is on uh, July 3rd, make sure you leave out milk and apple pie for Captain America. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Cabotron.